Episode 12 of Basement Combos starts now. What's up, everyone? We're back. It's episode 12 of Basement Combos. It's been a long layoff, and I got my partner here, Steve. Steve, how we doing? You know, hanging in there as always. How about yourself? I mean, not bad, bro. We've seen each other all summer now. You've been home since March. I've been home since March. We would have never expected that in our first year of college. But, um, you know, it's been interesting because we've been able to see each other, sort of, now in the past couple months. But there's also been no sports, and it's kind of sucked. Yeah, I mean, the no sports has been pretty brutal. I'm not going to lie. But, um, you know, at least it's, things are starting to get back into place, which is nice. Exactly. So we're gonna we're here to talk about basically the return of sports because over the past couple of weeks, there's been plans laid out um, about how sports are going to return and how they're going to be played. And I know here we talk about the NFL, uh, baseball, and basketball primarily. But um, hockey's returning too. I'm a big Granger fan, so they're returning. And um, – Golf and tennis plans on returning, but golf is actually back, and it seems like they're doing a pretty good job containing who gets the coronavirus, who doesn't, but obviously that's an easier sport to contain compared to these bigger team sports like the NFL or NBA. Yeah, very um, true. So we'll start off with the NBA because I know that's our favorite pretty much when the NFL is not in season. Uh, it's interesting. They're going to the bubble in Disney World. So far, it looks – Eh, it looks eh. Some people are testing positive, but it, it's a good idea looking at it. Steve, what do you have to say about it? I mean, yeah, looking in, looking at it, like, at the first time it was first proposed, I wasn't completely sure how it was going to work. It seems like it's working better than people have expected. Um, if you get if you have it, they send you home right away, and you're quarantining, and you're out of the bubble, um, which, which is good. There, it seems like they're handling it well. Everyone's getting tested. Was it daily or something? It's very frequent, um, which that, I can't imagine that. It's got to be brutal. But, um, but yeah, it seems like they're handling it pretty well. I hope that they can continue uh, to create this environment of where uh, no one continues to get it and they kind of just, you know, be, live in that bubble together and become uh, – and have it lead to being uh, a normal basketball season for the, end, for the end. Yeah, now I'm starting to see things like of them posting their hotel rooms. And, I mean, these hotel rooms are beautiful, obviously, in Disney World. And they can go out on the golf course. They can fish. But, really, like, besides that, they can't do a lot of things. So it's going to be a mental challenge for some of these guys going out and being like, look, I got to be in this hotel room for three months. Like usually these guys are in a big house and they're going out to dinner and doing that type of stuff. And now they're pretty much doing the same thing every day for the next three months. And it's going to be hard for these teams that go to the NBA finals, the conference finals, because they're going to be there three, three and a half months. Some of these teams only be there until the end of August, but uh, most of them will be there at least until end of September. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to see how this alters, you know, teams' play, players' own play, um, just because they're in a completely different environment. The routines are all different now. It's it's just – it's pretty much this big AAU tournament, which is just really cool because they're all just, like, living there together. Exactly. Um, like, I'm a huge LeBron fan. Our listeners know that. You guys know that. But um, it's it's pretty interesting because he's not going to have his, like, he's not going to have his personal chef there. He's not going to have any of that there. He's not going to have his entourage and he usually walks in with those guys. He usually brings his trainer in and out. So he's going to start having to use the team trainers. It's just a different environment for all these guys, like you said, but especially for these high, high echelon players. Yeah, exactly. And then just like for the top teams that before the bubble, 
it's, it's, we're going to be curious to see how they perform now. What's changed? You know, players have been swapped in and out because uh, they want to sit out for uh, social injustice, which is fine. Uh, if they have Corona, they're, they can sit out. Like Dinwiddie is an example. Like he had it. So he's like, yeah, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, so th there's been some substitutes before or in this uh, second or last quarter of the season here. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see how that uh, affects teams play. Yeah. So let's talk about a little bit of now about the teams who we could see being a surprise team now, now that, um, you know, we're in the bubble, like they might have a better shot than they did if the season was just continuing back in March. Uh, who do you see as a surprise team possibly making a run in this playoff format? I saw, uh, I, don't, I think it was Charles Barkley yesterday who said that if uh, the Blazers make the playoffs, that they'd, they'd knock off the Lakers in the first round. I saw that. Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if the Blazers made a run. Um, they're probably my, uh, my, my team if they do make the playoffs to make a run. Um, I don't know why. I just feel like Damian Lillard's really motivated in the bubble. You see his birthday speech. He was like, I appreciate all this guys, but let's, let's make it like worth our time here. Let's not be here for nothing. Like let's, let's get the job done. Um, and I also think that they got Nurkic back. They got Zach Collins back healthy. That's two big guys they didn't have towards the end of March. Um, so now that they're back, it could really impact how they play. That was their biggest, um, flaw was big man defense towards the end of March. So, um, I'm excited to see what they can do. I think I would choose the Blazers as my uh, surprise team. I mean, I like that choice, but hopefully that's not against the uh, Lakers. I think I don't think they'll be able to get the seventh seed. I think maybe that's too much of a reach for the Blazers. But a team I have to go with is um, the Raptors. I know the Raptors are a high seed, but they're rested up. I mean, just like the rest of these teams. But if you look at the bottom of the East, you're looking at the Nets. You're looking at the Wizards. You're looking at these teams who – are depleted. They were depleted before the season ended, and now you got a bunch of guys that had the coronavirus and aren't traveling and all this jazz. So I really like the Raptors. I think the Raptors have that playoff experience, obviously, with winning the championship last year, and I think they can make a deep run. And then you look at these teams that are top seeds that were before the season ended, like the Lakers, the Clippers, um, the Bucks. I think these teams are going to be well-rested, and it's going to benefit them. But mostly I see it benefiting the Lakers because LeBron has the playoff experience and he's rested, he's older, and he needed the rest. And I think he'll be able to pick up where he left off. But as for a Giannis or a Paul George or a Kawhi, who are a little bit younger, I know they have playoff experience, but I don't know how this will benefit them. I agree. I think this benefits LeBron a lot in terms of rest. I mean, he's, you know, he's climbing up there in age. He's not, not declining in performance really, however, but um, a, a burst of rest is going to help him for sure. I think that's, that's definitely a, a positive. Like you were saying with the Nets, I mean, they're, they're just a team of G leaguers at this point. Like, I mean, their, their roster is like, they signed Michael Beasley. He get, instantly gets coronavirus sent home. They're going to sub him out with someone else. Like they, they have their, I don't, I can't even name anyone on the roster side Karis LeVert right now who's playing. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's very weird. It's just, I we'll get to the NFL a little bit. We're going to bring Andy on for the NFL talk, uh, Andy Bergeron. But base, it's just weird. Like, if you do test positive for the coronavirus, how is it going to benefit? Like, we'll talk about it with the NFL, but I just saw a report come out. Like, if you get the coronavirus, you're going on the injured reserve for three weeks. So how does that affect fans as fantasy football players? How does it affect... NFL teams, you know what I mean? It's just it's just crazy. But if a te player tests positive in the NBA in the middle of the playoffs, like a top-end player, how does that really affect? Like, if Giannis tests positive, he might be out the whole series. 
and yep. their chances are done. And you, you're going to look back at it in 10 years and be like, oh, was that a choke by the Bucks? Oh, no, Giannis just had coronavirus. Like, it's just such a weird time. And then let's say that's like the game before the finals. Exactly. Get, the day before the finals, he gets coronavirus, and then they get swept by the Lakers. Like, it's like, is there an asterisk in front of that title then at that point? Because it's like, like that wouldn't count for LeBron in, in that sense, really. For exactly. A lot, in a lot of people's minds, because the best player in the league wasn't playing. And it's funny. I've been thinking about it. It's like you think of these viruses that players have had in the past. We can debate whether Michael Jordan, we weren't alive, obviously, but we've read about it. Did Michael Jordan have the flu or was it food poisoning, whatever, whatever. But he could play through that. You know what I mean? If LeBron has the coronavirus and he's not even that bad, he just has a headache or something, he's not allowed to play. You know what I mean? It's like the coronavirus in essence is like if you break your leg, like you can't play through it. And yeah, I think that's very, crazy. I think that's a very interesting point. It's crazy because I mean, technically, if you're asymptomatic, you probably could play and not even notice. Like Donovan, exactly. Mitchell, even though he had it, but regardless, you can't play through it just because of the uh, how easy it spreads. But yeah, exactly. Like it's just nothing you can do. It's just out of your hands, which is wild. And it's not. It's not even like it's. Yeah, it's it's just out of your hands. Like there's nothing you can do about it. And it's so like if you have that competitive edge in you. And you're just sitting in your hotel room watching your team lose because you're not out there. You got to be so mad if you're in the playoffs and you can't play because you have coronavirus and nothing's happening to you. So I think it's going to be very interesting to see, obviously, what happens when sports return. But I think the coronavirus still is going to play a big part in the history of how these sports progress, looking back on it and looking at it now. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. So, obviously, NBA, we're going to be looking out for that. I think the season goes – like, the finals are going to go into the middle of October, and then they plan on starting their next season in, like, beginning of December. So, it's a quick wraparound. Like, the draft is going to be quick. The free agency is going to be quick. quick. Yep. So, it's going to – it's if everything goes smoothly, not just in the NBA, but in the sports world, we're going to be looking at a lot of sports. And it's, in my opinion, going to be awesome, but it's going to be hard to keep up with. Yeah, it is going to um, be hard to keep up with. So, let's go to baseball for a little bit now. Uh I know we like we tend to like basketball, talk about it more, and um, obviously football. We haven't talked football on this podcast a lot yet because it hasn't been football season. We started it right when basically the playoffs were wrapping around for the NFL. But um, for baseball, it's a 60-game season. Um, to be honest, in my opinion, I have interest in it, but I don't have the interest of it in it as I do for my hockey team, the Rangers, the Lakers, or when football starts because – I kind of look at this season for baseball because it never started when the coronavirus happened almost as like, it's like a discounted season. Yeah. I really don't know how to approach it just because of the 60 games and how, how are awards going to be handed out? Like they were saying, they're going to calculate stats differently to adjust them based off the amount of games played. I don't really know what's going to happen. I'm definitely not more excited for hockey than it just because I don't watch hockey, but um, I'm, I'm excited for the Mets. Uh, you know, see some Mets baseball again. It's been a while. So I'm definitely excited. Don't get me wrong. But I, I'm I'm not sure how it's really going to work. Like I saw yesterday, Yasiel Puig signed with like the Braves or something. And then he instantly got coronavirus and didn't sign or something. Yeah, that was like kind of like coronavirus, Michael just, You don't know what's going to happen. There's really no telling of how anything's going to go. No, definitely. And I think it's like you said, you brought up the baseball stats and how they're going to convert it and all that. You're going to get a lot of these baseball geeks and I baseball is such an American pastime that you get you know so many hardcore baseball fans and you're gonna have these people that are like this season doesn't count you know this person batted 320 the whole year but it would have equivalented to 250 you know what I mean something like that and it's just I feel like baseball is gonna be more annoying than it is positive in my opinion 
Um, I'm excited for the Yankees because obviously they're one of the best teams in the league. Um, I'm even excited for the Mets a little bit because, like you guys know, I'm not a hater of the Mets at all. Like, I like to see them do well because all my friends are Mets fans. Um, I think it's funny when they do lose at times but because that's the Mets. But just in general, like, it's just going to be a weird season. Like, it's 60 games. You know, we have Garrett Cole. Like, you think about Garrett Cole only pitching what, like, he's going to pitch – like what? I don't, I don't even know what it would be. Not a lot. I, I'm not a good math person, but he's not getting the starts he would in a 162 season or whatever it is. So um, it's definitely going to be, it's going to be awkward. You know, it's definitely going to be awkward. Um, and it's going to be interesting towards like if a team's in a playoff race, you're only playing 60 games. What time, at what point do you start skipping rest for pitchers? If they're in a playoff race towards the end, do you change the amount of time do you have? Because you're only playing 60 games. So you're like, hey, I can I can do this for another two weeks on, you know, one last day of rest. So it's going to be interesting what strategy comes out of this that we see. Like, um, based off of – that's my just – based off of, like, pitchers and how that hey, works. And stuff. You make a good point, and there's so many of those questions. Like, one of my questions – or not questions, but concerns is – I'm one of those people that likes old time rules. Like I love when basketball used to be, you know, 82 to 76 at the end of the games. I don't like how it's 120 to 110 anymore. Um, but equivalent to baseball, it's I don't like how the DH is not going to be in the NL. Um, I like just old time baseball. Um, I don't like the rule changes, but look, we'll see. Yeah, I'm not so uh, not so happy with the um, 10th inning runner on second base thing. That's that's I don't know about that. I'd like to see how that will work. And like the extra innings, they have a guy start on second or something like that in tenth. No, yeah, exactly. It's that exactly. That's another rule right there. So, you know, it'll be interesting. Um, I'll be watching when these other sports aren't on, but we'll see. We'll I'll see. be definitely following the Mets. You know, I'll definitely keep up with the Yankees. I always do, just because you guys are Yankees fans, and I want to, you know you know, keep updated with that. But I don't, like, watch them religiously. But I'm, I'm excited for the season. It's just I don't know how I'm going to take it in, I guess. It's going to be interesting. Exactly. Uh, new experience for everyone, so. Like, I, I think we look at it as we're a little bit more than an average baseball fan. I definitely would consider myself not a hardcore, but definitely I'm tuning in whenever I'm around to watch the games. Um, but this year, it's just like I don't know how you could get really – and then, like I said, the Yankees are one of the top teams. I don't know – how you can be pumped up for it. Um, I'm going to bring in Andy Bergeron right now. He joined the call a little early before we talk NFL, so we'll get him on, on the MLB talk because he's a big Yankee fan too. Andy. Great to be here, guys. I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to baseball in the boroughs. I know they're working hard covering the Yankees and Mets extensively. Respect. I know me and Tyler have talked a lot about both the Yankees and the Mets in the past coming weeks. He's really excited. And um, they're doing a great job. So check them out. Thanks, Andy. You have anything else to say about the MLB season restarting? Uh, I agree with Berg's point. It will be very interesting to see if um, you have a big game. You're you're in game 52, and is Garrett Cole going to come out on three days, four days rest instead of a full five or six? I think. Uh, you I think you have to look at Garrett Cole as almost like an outlier because he's got that, what, 10-year deal. But uh, for another pitcher, definitely. Like, I think DeGrom, he's not on that big contract. So, I, that's a good point right there. I totally agree with you. But I think Garrett Cole is maybe an outlier. But definitely uh, it will become a chess match. And you start to wonder about the managers. Obviously, we, we love and trust Aaron Boone, Dave. We know he's not going to let us down. 
But for the Mets, you got Luis Rojas. I know he spent some time in the Dominican Professional Baseball League as a manager. And it'll be interesting to see if he, if he can handle it, if the Mets will need to replace him with someone like Bobby Valentine or like a, just a veteran manager in general. So it will be interesting to see. Yeah, definitely don't know what's in store for the Mets in their entire saga, just because they're always an interesting an interesting team to watch throughout the year. You never know what you're going to get, especially with a manager like Luis Rojas now where most of the most of the fans know nothing about him. So it'll be interesting to see if we learn to love him or hate him. But it, it seems like we're heading towards a boom or bust Mets year because I saw somewhere that they, they, they have a top 10 ranked lineup, rotation, mm-hmm. and bullpen. Yeah, I mean, unique. if Cespedes is back and healthy, I mean, uh, injuries are always a question mark for this team. So we'll, we'll see going forward. The lineup has a, has great potential. It can be disgusting. Uh, center guard's out with uh, Tommy John, so that sucks. But, you know, someone's have to step up. The rotation still isn't bad. You got DeGrom in there. So, I mean, you know, you know you're getting with that. So it's definitely solid all around. Like you were saying, they're definitely a boomer bust team. It's funny. Uh, we had Tyler Smith, who does Baseball in the Boroughs podcast, um, we did a podcast with him. He came on and we previewed the Yankees and Mets. And I think it was our longest podcast to date. Uh, the listeners should definitely check that out because pretty much everything stands still. But um, my last thing on the MLB I'm going to say is it's funny because last year, I think the Yankees did obviously they had one of the best records in baseball. They won a hundred games. They had a bunch of injuries, but their first 10 games, I think they were, about 500 or right under 500 and they were playing not the best teams and people were freaking out they're changing their usernames they're uh complaining on twitter saying next year's the year this that and if that happens this year you know the yankees might be in trouble or any of these better teams if you start off three and seven or you start off two and eight you know what i mean it it, it could be hard to come out of that and i think it should be very interesting but that's why it doesn't equivalent to a real baseball season, in my opinion, because this year is a sprint, not a marathon. Every other year is a marathon. So we're going to go on to hockey now a little bit. I'm just going to talk a little bit about it and just say, look, they got a, a bubble thing going on there, too, in Canada. That's where they're going. Um, my Rangers actually ended up making the playoffs on this format. Um, so it's basically the same thing as basketball. It's interesting because I'm going to see how it turns out with everyone. But I know a lot of people aren't hockey fans, but I think they're going to have to try to make it work too. And then on to golf a little bit. Golf has been now back for the past month or so. And they're doing a very good job. One of two people, the caddies and players have tested positive. But golf is such a distance game that they're making it work really well. And obviously without fans, it's working well because you don't need fans for golf. Um, But besides that, Our biggest worry right now in sports, I know for us three, is the NFL. And will we get an NFL season is probably the biggest question on our minds right now because the NFL, there's no possible way they are going to have a bubble like the NBA or NHL. There's too many players, too many coaches, too many trainers, um, and a lot of contact in the NFL. So I don't know what you guys think. We'll start with uh, Steve. Steve, what do you think the NFL season has in store? Yeah, so – Starting with uh, the trend that college football is taking, they're trending downwards. I am very pessimistic about the college football season. Therefore, I'm becoming more pessimistic about the NFL season, sadly. Um, I just feel like it's going to be hard to agree between the players and and uh, 
and the um, NFL between like kind of like what we had with the MLB between money and stuff. If there's games that are uh, cut off at the end of the season, et cetera. But I'm, I'm uh, becoming more pessimistic about the NFL season. I'm not, I'm not sure it's, we're going to get what, what we want, but um, I'm excited to see what happens. No, I am too. Um, I'm worried though, because I love playing fantasy football. I love watching my New York giants are my favorite team. Um, I know them from inside and out, but it's, it is looking dark. Everyone you talk to, it's, it's saying, everybody's saying it's looking dark. Andy, what do you think? I got to agree with you guys. It's definitely, uh, as far as college football goes, I really don't see that happening. Uh, you, they had the Clemson football team brought on. It was probably a couple of weeks ago at this point. It's a $30 million program for the university, provides a huge chunk of their funding, and they couldn't contain it between their – whatever they got 90 to 120 guys. So um, I know they've already started to cancel those non-conference games as if that matters. But um, I, I think we really are heading in the wrong direction. As far as the NFL, it's, you're talking about the NBA is going to be playing in September and into October with a complete bubble. But yet the NFL thinks during that same time frame that they can treat it like a normal semi-normal regular season of guys going back to their houses and just living regularly. Exactly. It's funny. You mentioned Clemson football. I have a source that told me that Clemson football players, the Clemson organization, the school, the football coaches want the Clemson football players to get this virus so they get it over with now and don't have it when the season starts. This I heard a couple weeks ago from an unnamed source, but obviously now it's looking like there won't be a college football season, but that is so dangerous for that to happen. Yeah, it's definitely dangerous. Um, but like speaking of how the world is going to be in the future, sadly, I think that's how things are going to be. I think it's going to end up being you, you're going to get this virus and whatever happens, happens. I, I mean, it feels like it's too easy to spread around to where we can't really quarantine enough to, to stop it. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like um, that that compare that uh, claim from Clemson is it's not it's not great, obviously. But uh, sad sad enough, I feel like that's what's going to have to happen between or throughout the whole world for in order for things to go back to normal. Yeah, I feel you're, like you're going to get those couple people that do pass away from it. It's just exactly like I don't I don't support everyone just getting it and whatever happens happens. But I, I don't I feel like that's just what is going to eventually happen without our control. I feel like the biggest thing with college football is that in the end, it is college sports. They are student athletes, so to speak. And students comes first. And if uh, I don't know how students are going to be able to be on campus. So you're going to tell me that they're going to be able to get away with keeping just their athletic teams on when the rest of the student body isn't there. I just feel like that's a major problem and going to be a reason for the downfall. I actually feel like it, that's not a problem, actually. Like, I'm not opposed to, like, student-athletes actually being on campus when there's no one else there. Um, I don't know why you see that as a problem. I see more of it as, like, you're playing other teams and you're and you're, then you're, you know, exposed to other players. But I don't see them being in dorms as a bad thing. Well, I think at that point, then you have to – I don't think that's a bad thing either. I think that could work. But then you're admitting – that they are not student athletes, they are athlete students. 
and that their athletics comes first and that they need the money for their school. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that that's very true, but that's almost like every, everybody kind of knows that, but uh, you're, you're right. You're right. They, they, at that point, you're looking at them as athlete students. It would, it would definitely bring controversy just because of the world we live in now. Uh, Twitter would have fun with that, but, um, but yeah, no, I, it would turn into basically their own bubble, which I guess isn't bad, but it, it, that gets eliminated once the season starts and you get in contact with other people from other teams. So then it's just, there's no point in it. So yeah, I don't, I honestly don't know what the solution is. Um, I, I think with college sports, it's a non-starter, especially in the fall. I, I really don't see it happening. I don't think these schools can be putting these kids in danger. These kids were college students too. Us and these, our fellow student athletes in danger of, getting this virus and, you know, dealing with all that. I really think football is a non-starter. I think it's going to be interesting if the NFL season's played. I guess those players like a Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, all these other talented players coming out, I guess they'll just be able to come out and they won't have to play in the season. I guess that's how it would work. Which really sounds like a blessing in disguise if you're Trevor Lawrence, that that's the end. Well, yeah, that's actually true. That is true for him, but not for all the other players who try to improve their stock or – you know, it just stinks. But once again, I guess the sports world, us as viewers, our listeners, you're just looking at the sports world day by day and you don't know what's going to happen. We don't have answers. We're just we're just kind of seeing what's next. Yeah, like you said, day by day. We don't know what's going to go on. No one knows what's going to happen. We just take we just react to what happens every day. And, and we don't know how it's going to take a turn for the good or the worse. Exactly. And that's why we haven't been putting out podcasts because it's just so hard, like – we can predict and preview some of these teams, but it's like, in the end, we have no idea how baseball is going to play out. Nobody does. Like, it's just so hard. It's a 60-game season. How are you going to project that, predict that? How are you going to, you know, it's just so it's just so hard. And I don't know how you're going to go out there and, you know, say like, oh, the Lakers are going to, this is going to benefit the Lakers so much. We're only saying that about like a LeBron because he's getting older. But I don't know how you can literally like preview and predict every team and say, this is what's going to happen because we've never seen this before. It's not just a regular season. So everybody's been stuck in their houses. Um, I saw a report that Chris Middleton didn't pick up a basketball for three months. So it's just like, that could really affect the Bucks. So it's, we really don't know. But I know we're hoping that all the sports come back and we really get NFL because next week we're, gonna, we're planning on previewing fantasy football rankings talking a little bit about our league. Hopefully the listeners will start to engage with their fantasy leagues and with our fantasy leagues. And, uh, but we're looking forward to the rankings and, and the draft. This is usually the most fun and best time of the year for football to uh, get all excited about it because this is when the Jets and Giants are zero and zero. They don't have a losing record yet. And yep. everybody's fantasy hopes are very high. So I don't know what you guys have to add on there. Yeah, I'm pretty much just, um, I'm uh I'm hopeful for fantasy. I love I love fantasy. All three of us love fantasy. Um, I hope that I hope that happens. But like, what you're saying with uh Chris Milton not picking up a ball for three months, I mean, that's kind of on him. Like, I understand that everyone has access to a hoop. I'm not saying you have to go and put up a thousand shots a day, but like, bro, you got a floor somewhere, and you're a millionaire. You can buy a basketball and you dribble in your basement if you really wanted to. Like, if you're not picking up a basketball for three months as a professional basketball player, I find that kind of absurd. I no, I agree with you. But it's just interesting because I agree with you about picking up a basketball, but like he, there is a chance that he could not, um, he could not, what do you call it? He could not find a basketball hoop. 
Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, not everyone has access to a hoop, but I'm saying, like, if he's not – literally hasn't picked up a basketball and, just, like, tried to improve in some way over three months as a professional basketball player going into the playoffs as a one seed in the East, I, that's terrible. No, no, I totally agree with you. But um, do you guys have anything else to add on about today's podcast? We're just trying to get back into the, uh, you know, swing of things. We haven't done one of these in a while, so sorry if we were a little bit choppy out there. But we're going to start going back to regular podcasts really once the NBA season kicks back up in the next two weeks. But next week, we hope to bring you guys our first fantasy podcast. Um, Our league is probably going to draft late July because a lot of our owners and governors are busy in August going back to college and taking vacations. So we're going to move our draft up to the end of July. So we hope to bring you two fantasy podcasts between now and then. Um, and then once our teams are finalized, we'll probably talk a little bit more about it. Um, and then hopefully we can talk about the NFL throughout the whole season because we're hoping to have a season. Um, I think it's going to stink and it's inevit- inevitable that there's not going to be fans. But um, it's definitely going to be different, but we're just hoping for some football and we're hoping the NBA and all these other sports can stay put and stay into action. Exactly. Just hoping for the best. Hopefully, we're hope, big sports fans. We just hope that we get to, you know, to view it as uh, big-time viewers. Exactly. So, we'll post the news about when we plan on doing our first fantasy football podcast early next week. And uh, thank you guys for listening. And um, we'll catch you next time. Thanks, guys.